Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. I'm Cassidy. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. We've got a great show coming up. We've got Kayla Osby, writer for the Denver Stiffs. Kayla, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me on. Well, before we get into our interview with Kayla and our famous icebreaker, which, oh my gosh, Cassidy, you come up with the greatest icebreaker. <laughs> uh, let me remind everyone that you can follow Hoops and Talks on Twitter at Hoops and Talks. You can subscribe to the show in the Blazers Edge podcast feed wherever on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. So let's get started. Cassidy, you want to start us off? Yeah. So I'm wondering if you had to wear one T-shirt with one word on it for the rest of the season, including the playoffs, what would it say? Or not one word, I guess. One phrase. One phrase. Okay. One so phrase. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. One word was too hard. Yeah. Um, so we actually, the uh, the Denver Steffs um, and D-Line Company actually have a T-shirt with this phrase already, and I actually own it, but... Um, it was a quote from Michael Malone after um, the Nuggets beat the Lakers um, at the Pepsi Center. And uh, the, the Nuggets, um, you know, whenever they tend to play the Lakers or really any like big market team, there's a lot of fans from other arenas um, or from other fan bases that come out. And so he just said a quote that um, said, you know, it's fine. Those those fans can come here just as willing as they're willing to take that that owl on the way out. So there's a T-shirt that says take the owl on the way out. And it's kind of just like become the the biggest quote of the whole season, and um, yeah, I'd say probably every Nuggets fan kind of um, knows about that. So that that would probably be the the phrase. I like it. I like yeah. it. Tara, do you have one? Oh my gosh, uh, you go first, Cassie. I'm still digesting it. You know, I'm such a talker that limiting myself to just a phrase is really hard. <laughs> so you go first. <laughs> okay, so I was gonna. I'm going with a slight twist on the 2006 playoff slogan for the Blazers, which was "Never doubt Rip City," but I think it be should be uh, "Never doubt the power of Rip City." Oh, so how do you differentiate? I think that "Never doubt Rip City" was more focused on that team mm -hmm. and everything that happened, but I think. We should focus on the whole community that has band together and that we're going to fight through all of this together. So I love kind it. of the power of the the whole as a whole. That makes a lot of sense, you know, considering what happened with Nurkic and how the, everybody has like really come together. So if I was going to have just one thing on my T-shirt, um, I mean, I already have the I'm trying Jennifer T-shirt, which obviously I love. But I think I would amp it up just a little bit. And it would just be, again, a, a modification of other T-shirts that the Blazers have put out in the past. And I'm just going to say believe because at this point, that's the most that we can do as fans anyway is just keep all that positive uh, energy in our minds for the team, you know, Um so, yeah, I, it's not terribly creative, but I think that's kind of where I am right now. Believe. 
Yeah, I considered that actually. So it's you know, funny you say that. It was funny because like several years ago, I remember when they did the the T-shirt. I felt like there was this point in time where the T-shirts that the Blazers put out every year were just like sort of escalated in desperation every year. Like kind of as the <laughs> team was struggling, it would be like, um, believe, rise, please rise. For goodness sakes, please, God, believe in us. <laughs> that's that's not what they actually said, but that's what it felt like during those years when it was a little bit rougher. Anyway, well, Kayla, we were so happy to have you join us today. The uh, Blazers are getting ready to play Denver twice. So we were like, okay, we got to learn more about Denver. Um, yeah. Before we go into that, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and um, yeah. how you got into basketball. Yeah, so I um I've been a fan for I think probably um I think since the 2003 season, so about um like over like 15 years. Um started watching when I was in like I think 5th or 6th grade and um I don't really know how I start like I don't remember ever like sitting down to watch a Nuggets game for the first time. Um I I think I probably just um, I've always been uh like I was kind of a tomboy. I'm an identical twin and that was kind of the the thing that I used to separate myself from my twin is, um, I kind of just was the one that liked sports. So, and I always, I liked playing basketball. So I think I just probably started watching it and then got hooked just from the beginning. And I've been watching it ever since. So yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's the thing I used to, um, kind of identify myself. So do you have like a special affinity for other, uh, uh basketball players who are twins? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely think it's cool. Um, I don't know how big of a fan I am. I'm like the, um, you mean like in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. Like I the mean, Lopez yeah, I don't, brothers. Let's see. Yeah. I like the Lopez brothers. I'm not like a huge fan of the, the Morris, um, twins, but, um, yeah, I like the, the Lopez brothers. Definitely. Cassidy, do you remember if Horace and Harvey were twins? I don't. The Grants? I can't remember. I don't. I think they might've been, but I'm not sure at all. Sorry, I just got us completely <laughs> derailed. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so um, we're about to meet up with the Nuggets twice in a row with the Blazers. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an interesting back-to-back. -back. Is there mm -hmm. anything special about the Nuggets that kind of defines the team and who they are historically and then also now? Yeah, I mean, I would say historically it's just the fact um, that, you know, that they have, the Nuggets have not had a lot of success just in their time um, in the league. Um, they've never won a championship. They've never, um, I don't think they've never even made the final. So, um, that would probably just be the biggest thing is the Nuggets are kind of known around, I think around the league as just a team that, um, you know, we, we've had, they've, they've had a lot of really good regular seasons, but not a lot of playoff success, especially, um, in the last, you know, in the last 15 years, um, there's only been, uh, like one time that they, they've made it out of the first round. So that's why this season is, is really, um, exciting. Cause obviously, um, they have a chance to do that, but also, um, you know, they're, they're still competing for that first seed, which, uh, not a lot of people probably think that that's going to happen just with the, um, the, uh, the schedules, the schedule mm -hmm. that's remaining is pretty tough, but, um, the nuggets have never had the first seed. So that would be, that would be really special as well. It would, would also happen. get Portland out of golden States bracket, most likely. So oh, yeah. we are, I think that would be pretty cool also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. <laughs> What was the favorite team or some of the teams that uh, that really stood out to you, uh, especially like when you were just getting into them? Um, definitely uh, 2008, 2009 was the year that they went to the conference finals with Chauncey Billups and Mello. 
Um, so that definitely stands out because that was the first, that was the only time that, that I've seen the Nuggets get out of the first round. Um, uh, cause yeah, before that it was just, you know, obviously Mello and there was like Kenyon Martin and, um, Marcus Camby and Nene and there was, there was a lot of really good teams, but they just, they always went up against a, a better team in the first round, like the Spurs or Lakers. And, um, it, it just never, it, it, it was never able to, uh, to advance uh, beyond that. But, um, after that, definitely the, the 2013 season as well. Um, after the mellow trade, when they were able to win, uh, 50, 57 games. And, um, unfortunately it's, it's, it's why I sympathize so much with the, um, Blazers fans and the Nurkic injury because Gallo, um, had that season ending injury, like, mm-hmm. uh, less than a month, I think before the, the season ended and, and that kind of, um, that, that definitely affected things and, and we weren't able to, to beat Golden State. Who were some of the most like beloved nuggets over the years? Um, I would definitely say, um, I mean, for me, I don't know how other people felt. I liked Earl, uh, Earl Boykins. He was always, I think a fan favorite. Um, just, you know, he's one of the shortest players that, obviously to, to ever play. And so I kind of always had an affinity for him. Um, and then, I mean, Cha- Chauncey Billups is probably just, um, an, an icon just because he's from Denver. So it was always really special that he was able to, to come back to Denver, um, after his first stint with the Nuggets, um, when he was, you know, much earlier in his career and then able to, to take us to the, the conference final. So he, he's probably my favorite, um, Nugget of all time. I love watching Chauncey on, what is he on the jump? Uh, he's, you know, when mm-hmm. he's, when he talks, yeah. is he someone who like always seemed like he had the personality that, he would be on TV or is he like looking at um, more like management type roles? I can't, you know, what, what's, what was, yeah. you know, as he moved on, what were people's thoughts about him? Yeah, he definitely has the the personality for TV. I think he always said that he wanted to be in a front office. Um, so I think that's probably still his goal. Um, I know a lot of like Nuggets fans kind of dream about him being a head coach um, of the Nuggets someday, but I think he's, he said that that's not really um, his, his plan, but yeah, he definitely has a personality for, for TV. And yeah, I, I enjoy those segments as well. He had like a segment where he um, interviewed Jamal Murray and Jokic and, and I really, um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. He's great yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. So you've got a few uh, former Blazers on the team and we wanted to check in on how they're doing. Uh, how are Will Barton and Mason Plumley? They're good. So Will Barnes, obviously, um, he's not ever, he hasn't been able to find um, really his rhythm yet since coming back from the injury. Um, mm-hmm. He had that season, or not season, he had that uh, hip injury the second game of the season and um, came back, uh, you know, just like a couple months ago. And he really hasn't found his groove since then, but he's, he's had, he's had good games. Um, but if he's, yeah, if he's able to, um, you know, show flashes of the the player that he was like last season, um, and in the playoffs, I think he's going to be like the biggest X factor for us. Um, and then Mason Plumley Plumley has just been a really solid backup to, to Jokic. Um, he's just, uh, he, he's a good passer. He, um, he's a good defender. He just brings the energy every single night. Um, and he just doesn't, uh, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So he's, he's also been really good for us. What was it like when, uh, that whole trade went down and they got to the team? It, it was, um, yeah, I think it, it, we, uh, people kind of expected that it was going to happen. I know the general feeling was that, um, I, a lot of fans were kind of upset that, that, uh, that we didn't get a huge return, um, for, for Nurkic, um, because obviously he, we knew he could be a starter, um, on, on most teams in the league. So, 
Um, and, and the other thing was that they, uh, a lot of fans probably didn't like that we traded for a backup center because obviously Jokic is, is going to be our starter. Um, so they thought it was kind of, um, I don't know. And then, and then when we signed Plumlee to that big contract, a lot of fans thought that it was too much to pay for a backup center. But mm-hmm. I, I think the, the opinion has changed um, a lot since then because you, you need a backup, you need a backup center that can come in and kind of play the same way that Jokic does. Um, so I think um, people have really kind of turned around. And um, I, I think it, looking back, I think it was actually a good trade for both teams. One of, one of my favorite things about Mason was always seeing him around town because he's known to want to try all the new foods and things oh. that are going on. Mm-hmm. Is he known for that in Denver too? Yeah. I, mean, I remember they did a, um, Altitude TV did a segment where they took him to like an art um, museum or something. Cause, um, yeah, I guess he's really into art. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think he, he is pretty into, um, getting around the town and, and experiencing different things. Does nice. he still do all those backwards dunks? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it, it was. It, it, he does like at least one a game. Yeah, I miss those it's crazy. so much. <laughs> yeah, I want to back up to Will Barton a minute. Will Barton mm-hmm. is one of those players in that Portland just still absolutely adores, mm-hmm. and I oh, think yeah. part of it was maybe we. Um, felt like we got cheated out of seeing him really blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you take us through what a little bit about what that was like, <laughs> you know, because he yeah. really did come into his own. We want to experience it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been, um, it's been really fun and it's just always fun when a player comes in from a different team, from another team where he, where he didn't really get the chance to you get playing time. And then, um, you know, the opportunity, uh, that on the new team kind of allows him to, to do that. And yeah, I mean, he came in when, when he, um, when he came to the Nuggets, I mean, they, they just weren't a great team yet. We were still missing the playoffs and um, a lottery team. So he ha- obviously had a lot of opportunity um, and a lot of, uh, you know, a big chance to kind of prove himself. And, and that's what he did. And um, it's just really it's been really cool to see his growth from um, coming in from, you know, a, a situation where he wasn't playing to earning playing time. And now he's a starter um, after the Nuggets uh, treated Wilson Chandler in the offseason. Now he's he's getting the chance to be a starter. So that's why it was really um upsetting to, to see that injury uh the second game of the season because he was finally starting to you know um be, be i think where he we always thought he could be but um hopefully he you know he he's yeah he, it's just been really fun to kind of see uh his growth one of the things i loved about watching him is he always seemed like more than anybody i'd ever seen somebody who just loved playing basketball he just mm-hmm. played with yeah. pure abandon you know mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Yeah, he just has a lot of fun, and um, he's a big personality, I think, too, in the locker room. And the the media members absolutely love him too. Just he's he's just always so um, willing to just to to talk to them, and um, he's very honest as well. So he's just a, a great a great presence. What was with uh, him fist bumping a baby? Yeah, that went like a viral clip. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he's done like a couple things like that that have just been like there was one instance where I forgot what team we were playing, but a player lost his shoe and he kind of just checked it to the other side. Um, But yeah, he's just a really fun player to watch. Yeah, I love the one where he's walking off the court and there's this like man, I think, standing there holding his baby and he just like fist lifts the baby and just keeps. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, that's why he's the people's champ. Do they still call him the people's champ or was that just a Portland thing? They they do. I mean, I. uh, yeah, I think I think it's still I think it's still a thing here. <laughs> I mean, he came in as Will the Thrill, yeah. which you know mm-hmm. I, ha- I still have my Will the Thrill T-shirt, which I will admit I wear underneath 
when I when they play the the Nuggets, I often have my Will the Thrill t shirt on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, yeah. Are there any fan favorites that we should watch out for? Um, I'd say this season it's definitely Monte Morris. Um, mm-hmm. He, yeah, a lot of you know fans might not. He, he his stats like aren't anything crazy, but the thing is, is he just doesn't make any mistakes, and he's just um, like there's actually been a lot of fans probably that, that wouldn't like be opposed to him starting over Murray, which is. Um, I, I don't know if that's that would be called for, but he's just he's just a really um, he doesn't really turn the ball over. He's a good shooter. Um, he just doesn't make mistakes. So I think he's definitely the fan favorite this season. So uh, Yusuf Nurkic used to play for Denver, and um, mm-hmm. you know he got traded to Portland, and then he recently just got injured. When Yusuf Nurkic came to Portland, we you know, heard one side of the story. We heard, you know, that um, he had gotten displaced by Jokic and he was disgruntled and unhappy. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he came to Portland, was able to find playing time. Um, you know, kind of what I wonder if you could just kind of reflect on what you remember of Nurkic's time in Denver. Yeah, it was it, it was kind of just a roller coaster because um, when he came in as a rookie, p- fans were really really excited about him, and there were comparisons to like Demarcus Cousins, and um, it, it became clear that like, he was going to be really good. Um, but then, obviously, with Jokic, um, when he came to the league, uh, it obviously was very clear that he that Jokic was probably even better. Um, so. Yeah, I think uh, Jokic went up to Malone at one point um, a couple years ago and just said, oh, like he, he just knew it wasn't he, he didn't want um, there to be that conflict. So he got asked to, uh, to he, he just said, oh, just take me off the bench. Um, but then it became, you know, obvious that Jokic was the better player and Malone uh, opted to um, part Jokic back in as a starter. And I think that was kind of the beginning of the, the downfall. Um, but, yeah, it was never like. You know, fans obviously loved love Nurkic and, and they loved Jokic as well. And I think that the thing that obviously was um, upsetting the fans was uh, just the way that Nurkic kind of took everything personally. And um, but yeah, I mean, just in general, it was really fun uh, him being on the team. And um, it, it's kind of a bummer that uh, we didn't get to keep, like have both of them because that would have been a very very interesting. Um, it just would be obviously a, a very interesting uh, thing to have both of them on the team, but you can't really start both of them together. And, and Nurkic wasn't, you know, he wanted to be a starter, um, which obviously he, he deserves to be. So it just didn't work out, but. How has Denver reacted to kind of the, the aftermath of the Nurkic mm-hmm. injury? Has there been, a, I've seen quite a bit of outpouring of love from Denver. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's always emotional, obviously, when you see a player have a, um, an injury like that. And I I think it just kind of hits closer to home when it's a player that, um, was, was once on your team. So yeah, I haven't seen like any negative reaction about it at all. Um, cause yeah, I don't think any, any fan, like obviously is, is happy about that in any kind of way. Um, and yeah, I mean, if anything, it kind of, it, it bums me out too, because, you know, we, we play him, we play Portland twice and, and Nurkic was always the, um, you know, since he's been in Portland, he's been the, the, the reason why I, I look forward to playing Portland, um, mm-hmm. just cause it's, it's that matchup is really fun. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just a bummer that he's not going to get to be in the playoffs cause the playoffs would, which are just obviously more exciting if, um, everybody has their, their player. So yeah, it's been, yeah, it's just been a, a, a real bummer. And, and I think, um, yeah, Nuggets fans definitely, definitely feel for him. Well, let's talk about those upcoming games. Just 
so strange. <laughs> the schedule has been <laughs> the schedule has felt so weird for Portland this year. Yeah. Did did mm-hmm. it feel weird for Denver this year or did it just seem like regular years? Um it, it's kind of felt I mean, I know um I mean, we, we always knew that the that last month of the season would be really tough. Um, and, and if you just, if you just look at the the schedule, it's kind of insane. And, um, you know, the Minnesota, we play Minnesota, the last game of the season, which, um, we obviously played them the last game, uh, last season. Um, they won, which is why they got to go to the playoffs and we didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's felt, it's felt pretty typical, um, I bet you're feeling some real revenge coming on for that last game of the season. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because now Minnesota is not even, you know, uh-huh. it's, they can't. Make. We went one way and they kind of went the other, obviously, with, with Jenny Butler. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny that, that the schedule makers did that. Yeah, yeah. Real, mm-hmm. real interesting. Well, yeah. so in terms of how the Blazers and the Nuggets are going to play each other, in your opinion, what do you think the Nuggets are really good at? Um, definitely. Well, offense is um, definitely the thing the thing that's kind of separated us um, from a lot of teams this season. Um, the starting five that we have is um, just really good and can outscore most starting fives in the league. It's just been when um, the defense isn't really there. And, um, you know, sometimes sometimes the offense isn't as good as it should be. But, um, yeah, if the, if the starting five outscores the other team starting five and then the bench comes in and just kind of stays afloat, um, usually we we have a pretty good chance at winning. But, um, yeah, it's it's been, especially the last couple of weeks, there's been con- some kind of inconsistency issues. So um, hopefully that's hopefully that's not an issue in the, last, in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think the keys to beating the Nuggets are? <laughs> um, We're getting inside info now. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. Um, you know, if they can limit what if, if a team can limit what Jokic does, um, that's probably that would probably be help, helpful. Um, sometimes Jokic takes himself out of the game if he just elects to, to kind of be a playmaker more than a scorer. Um, so teams obviously try to make him do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, that would probably be the, the biggest thing. And then just a lot of pressure probably um, with Murray. Sometimes Murray doesn't handle um, pressure like in the, in the backcourt especially well. So that, that, might, that could also be effective. What are some of the storylines that people in Denver are watching for going into the playoffs? I mean, are people feeling really confident because they've had such a great regular season are they worried because of lack of playoff experience? What are like some of the main like talking points in with fans right now? I'd say definitely that um, fans have probably like fans in, in Denver probably have higher expectations than um, like analysts and, and fans kind of uh, uh, anywhere else around the league. And yeah, it's just, it, it's exactly because of the experience issue. Um, but it's, it's exciting because we're just really looking forward to hopefully getting the chance to prove that we can win in the playoffs. Um, but it's kind of crazy because it's like it doesn't really matter who we match up in, in the first round. I bet a lot of um, people are going to pick the other team just because of the lack of the lack of playoff experience. So that's probably the biggest thing that the Nuggets haven't been in the playoffs for for six years. Um, and there, there's not a lot of players on this roster that happened to the playoffs. Um, there's, you know, Paul Millsap and Plumlee and, um, you know, Isaiah Thomas. But he's probably not going to get a lot of playing time. But there's just, you know, everybody else that the players that are going to be getting a lot of minutes haven't been there before. So obviously that could, that could be an issue, but, um, 
yeah, we're just hoping that the, the talent and, uh, you know, good coaching and all of that can kind of overcome it. Now, in Portland, people talk a lot about, well, obviously, after last year's playoff exit, um, it got even more intense. But, you know, one of the hobbies, I think, of a lot of Portland fans are talk talk about all the different ways that they would redo the roster. And, you know, there's a big, like, should Dame and CJ be separated mm-hmm. so that they can get somebody else for CJ, blah, 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 blah. Are yeah. there any hot topics like that? Um, I'd say, um, I mean, it might, might be that just with the amount of, um, the, the amount of depth that we have in the backcourt with Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, and then Malik Beasley having a breakout season, there's been kind of talks that we'll have to probably trade one, one of them. Um, cause you can't pay all three of them probably as much as they deserve to be paid. So, uh, that's definitely something that we're kind of watching out for, especially in, with this season. And, uh, yeah, my opinion is kind of switched on that. This is, you know, um, a, a few months ago it would have been, oh yeah, definitely. We, we got to keep Harris and, and Murray. We have to keep them intact and we can trade, we can trade Beasley, but Beasley has been so, so key for us in the last few, few months, especially when we were dealing with all those injuries and he's obviously so young and has so much potential that, um, yeah, it, it, it's just, it, it's tough knowing that we might have to, um, kind of break up that, uh, th- those three guys, but yeah, I'd say it's probably, um, probably focused around the backcourt, especially when you consider Monte Morris and, and how good he's been for us. Yeah. You have a lot of young players, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Where I think that, I think the fourth youngest team in the league, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like who are some of the older players on the team? So it's pretty much just, it's Millsap, Isaiah Thomas, um, Plumlee and Barton have, you know, more experience than most. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not old by any means, but, um, yeah, I think that the, I think the oldest is, is Millsap. So, um, everybody else is pretty young. That's a young, exciting team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It sounds like there's going to be, um, uh, years of, um, years to look forward to. And how about the coach? Can you tell us a little bit about your coach? Yeah, so he's been um he he's been really good this season. I think he's he's improved uh probably just as much as the players have. Um he's always been a player that's been uh, he's always been a coach that's been very good at communicating with players. Um and so, you know, the Nuggets kind of knew that when they signed him, but the question was always if, you know, um just if he could put together a winning team and um I'd say the only thing that people still kind of don't like about him sometimes is uh, rotations and, um, you know, sometimes he, he plays guys longer than they should. And, uh, you know, that, uh, doesn't play other guys, um, as much as he should, but, um, I think he's, he's made really big strides in that this season. And, um, yeah, I think fans have really come around to him and, and obviously he's, I think he should be a coach of the year candidate. So he's, he's been mm-hmm. really good. The fan base sounds like so satisfied. <laughs> <without> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess winning helps, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> has it always um, been like that? I mean, is the as the has the fan base, you know, they at least in your experience seemed pretty patient or during a lot of years were they, you know, were they real anxious for change and things like that? Um, I would say they're really anxious for change and uh, it's it's definitely frustrating when you have a team that um just con- continues to get be knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. So, those were kind of the the bad years. Um well, you know, it's not get only to the stitchers that we didn't even make the playoffs. So it was always, yeah, there's always been a lot of frustration. And, um, during those years that, that we didn't make the playoffs, it was just kind of, 
it was always kind of weird because it, it, it never felt like the, the organization was fully invested in tanking or anything like that. It just kind of, um, it just kind of happened that, uh, that they never made the playoffs, but, um, yeah, I think this season, um, it's, it's really exciting because obviously we've had so much success in the regular season. And, um, I'd say no matter how the, the next two weeks play out, it's, it's, it would go down as, as pretty successful, but, um, it doesn't mean anything if we're not able to, to advance because before the season started, I, I would say, Oh, making the playoffs and, and just playing in the first round would be a success. But, um, you know, when you almost, you know, when you have at least probably the second or probably the top three, um, seed in the Western conference, you, you definitely want to want to advance. Yeah, absolutely. We know that as a Portland Portland yeah. base. <laughs> Boy, do we. You know, Cassidy, it strikes me as I was listening to Kayla talk, it strikes me that like I forgot that Denver has like a bunch of other, you know, big giant um teams, you know. They have baseball yeah. <laughs> and they have football. And in Portland, we have uh soccer and basketball and that's it i mean do you think that either of you i'm just kind of curious like do you think that it has to do with how much you know fans are always looking at wanting to make changes or thinking that things should be different you know maybe in denver they're just distracted by the other teams too what's that that like to have so many big teams in your market yeah it's crazy and the nuggets have honestly been just kind of like the the little brother um of the broncos um and it's, it's tough. Like even just living in Denver, it's kind of tough to, to find Nuggets fans. Um, it's getting obviously a lot better this season, but before, um, it, you know, it's, it's just kind of, I got used to just not, um, you know, going to stores and there being like whole sections devoted to the Broncos. And there's like one stand of like Nugget stuff. And, and that's just kind of been my experiences as, as a Nuggets fan, um, this entire time. And, uh, obviously success is the one thing that's going to, that, that changes that, but, um, I mean, the town, I think, has always been a Broncos town, and it probably will be um, for the foreseeable future, but um, people are definitely starting to, to come around to the Nuggets. Yeah, I think we walk into a store, and it's almost all Blazer stuff, and then there's like yeah. a rack of Timbers stuff and a half rack of Thorn stuff, which is disappointing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Tara, you got anything else? Um, I think that just about covers it for me. Like I said, um, you know, we've got these Denver games coming up. We are actually mm-hmm. going to be in Denver um, nice. for that game. So do you have any good tips for us for like around the arena or good places to eat or what we should do and make sure we take in while we're there? Uh, totally. Yeah. And I, I'm also going to be at the game on um, on Friday, but um yeah, it's, I don't have too much. It's crazy because the experience at the Pepsi Center has just been completely different this season. Um, you know, in, in seasons past, it just, it's not a lot of people show up and the ones that do kind of don't get into it. But um, this season, that's that's definitely changed. And so, yeah, it's probably going to be pretty pretty packed and people are definitely gearing up for the playoffs. So it's going to be exciting. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. Is the arena right. like close into town or is it like outside of town? Um, yeah, it's, it's close. Um, yeah, it's, it's within walking distance to like the, the downtown area. Um, so yeah, it's maybe like 15 to 20 minutes away, like walking. So yeah, it's, it's pretty close and it's right. It's right next to the, uh, um, where the Broncos play too. So it's, it's right next to everything. Well, no offense, but we'd love to have an upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I I get that. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 Blazers fans probably need the um need that that something to to cheer about so 
Yes. Yeah, because we, we don't would... have CJ right now either. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's... Uh, Damien and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I Damien touches the ball, touches the ball, I'm just like, oh god, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt. I'm just, I'm so stressed out about that. Like last night they played Detroit and they were, uh, the Blazers were down by ten. And I'm never in a situation I'm, – I'm like the last person to ever say the game is over. I mean mm-hmm. like there will be 30 seconds left and we'll be down by 10 and I'll be like, okay, that's three <laughs> three-pointers and two times getting fouled and we've got this, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, Cassidy. Have It's been so long since we've had two players, two major players out that I have not felt this stressed in a long time about other people oh, yeah. getting injured. Uh, I'm like – I'm an I'm a wreck watching games. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nobody touched them. I know. I was just um, like, take Damien out. <laughs> but yeah. But you do what you gotta do. Um <laughs> Damien well, would never say take me out, that's for sure. N- never. Uh, well, Kayla, how can our listeners find you and all of your takes on basketball? Um, Twitter is at Nugget Chica. Um, and yeah, they can find me on Denver Steffs. Um I do a uh, monthly recap of the the Nuggets, um, just kind of recapping the month that they've had. So, um, yeah, I have uh, an article coming out um, on Monday about that if they want to kind of know about the Nuggets in the past month. But, um, yeah, it's Twitter at Nugget Chica. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. So, Cassidy, do you have a coffee talk for us this week? I do not, but I know that you were recently in Memphis and came up with one, and we're actually going to be playing Memphis pretty soon, or just did, depending on when the podcast comes out. Oh, yes, that's right. I did mention that, didn't I? I went to, when I was in Memphis, I went to the Johnny Cash Museum, and they actually have a little coffee shop inside it, and they had a uh, coffee there called a brew named Sue. So I absolutely had to try that because I love that song, A Boy Named Sue, and how could you turn down a coffee called A Brew Named Sue? I can't describe it the way you do with all of your fancy coffee lingo, but I will say that it was a uh, it was a light roast, but very flavorful for a light roast. Sometimes I find light roasts just kind of taste like grass, you know, like they don't have a lot of other <laughs> tones, you know, but oh, this one definitely had other stuff uh this one definitely had other stuff going on and i felt very pro thinking oh i'm gonna make sure that i talk about this on the podcast so i don't know which blazer would you know be the best um matchup for for that but um i've also been thinking about coffee a lot because obviously yusuf nurkic is a big coffee drinker and i'm like okay we gotta like send him something or or something for his rehab make sure he stays stays well caffeinated when the time comes for him to get back into it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we need to put together a coffee talk package of all the coffees we've recommended. And then he can let us know if he thinks they actually match his teammates. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> idea. That's a great idea. Well, I guess that'll about do it for this edition of Women's Hoops and Talks. You can find me on Twitter at TCB Biggs and Cassidy is at Cassidy Gemmett. You can also find the Hoops and Talks podcast at Hoops and Talks. And once again, if you like what you've heard, you can subscribe to the Blazers Edge podcast. Our episodes come out every other Thursday. I think that's going to be about it for now. Again, thanks once again to Kayla for joining us. Thank you, Cassidy. And we will check you all later. 